I identify myself as a multiracial person from a country that is considered South America's main door because Venezuela is located on the north northest part of South America. And due to its geographic location, Venezuelan music is a mix of indigenous Venezuelan, West African, European, and Caribbean cultures. This is, this is the part that is really fascinating to me. And the, the mix is what appeals to me, you know, like something that I can share, you know, like a social study. That is something that in these countries especially is so important to tap, you know, and to talk about it. And I, I feel effortless when that comes because I experienced that through my life in, in Venezuela. And being, being a music teacher has served to me, you know, it's the best uh, way to connect with people and, and to do cultural work. So it's, it's really fantastic to be in this, you know, circle of music and musicians. Wow, Jackie. That's also a very fantastic example of the topic of intersectionality something we've been talking about in our equity and justice class. So thank you for bringing all of that together for us. If you really knew me, 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 you would know. Hey, who are you? Who, me? Yeah, you. It's Monday! Hello and thanks for tuning in. You're listening to F You Knew Me Mondays, a podcast to help you start your week off with a new piece of Park Day perspective. Say what? I'm your host and Park Day Director of Equity and Inclusion, Arjuna Saeed. Each episode, I sit down with a different member of our community to help us learn more about who they are beyond what we see. We'll be hearing about what's happening in their classroom and in their life and talking about identity, equity, and justice in our school and community. As always, we'll be talking with today's guests about what guides them, what inspires them, and what fulfills them. Along the way, we hope to inspire you too to think about these same questions in your own life. So today, I took a walk across campus to one of my favorite classrooms at Park Day to connect with someone instrumental in our collective merrymaking through music and movement. I'm talking about our music room in the Magnolia Building a space that surrounds you with instruments from all over the world, and our lower school music teacher, Jackie Rago. Hola, Jackie, ¿cómo estás? Hola, Arjuna, muy bien, ¿y tú? Hmm, estoy muy feliz en este momento porque estoy contigo. Ah. So thank you for taking the time at the end of your busy day to sit down with me and our student guests to share more about who you are, Jackie. You know, it's always a pleasure to spend time with you talking and also working together. So I'm really happy to. So I want to say that being a teacher is fulfilling on so many levels. And it also has the potential to take up so much time in service to others, our students and families. And at times, there's not much space at the end of the day for ourselves, right? Right. <laughs> Personally, I'm always looking for meaningful ways to integrate my passions and interests into my work so I can be as whole as possible. And so these important parts of my identity are not at odds with being an educator. In fact, this podcast is one example of just that. Say what? And since music and movement are so foundational to my health and well-being, I always love an opportunity to collaborate with you, Jackie, and to bring all these things together. So Jackie, in every episode, we start out by asking each guest to respond to the same 
conversation starter. If you really knew me, you'd know that. So I'm gonna have you repeat that and just write it on out. All right. If you really knew me, you'd know that I am from Venezuela, South America. I am the music teacher at Park Day. I'm an educator, composer, producer. I believe in friendship, kindness, justice, peace. Um, I love nature. My favorite place in nature is the ocean because I grew up in a tropical country and I remember growing up, you know, just going to the ocean all the time. And uh, I love dancing. I love traveling around the world. And I love being a music teacher because um, it has helped me relate with so many different people around, you know, the Bay Area and outside of this country, you know, and it's also always a cultural experience to approach people through music and, and dance. So I think I'm lucky that I decided to pursue my career as a musician and it has opened so many doors for me. Say what? So today we have three fourth graders who jumped at the chance to participate in this interview, Jackie. Okay. <laughs> in our equity and justice class, we've been talking about how to manifest equity in our thoughts and our actions and good conversation as well. So I'm going to let them take it from here. Hi, Jackie. It's me, Sophia. I would really like to ask you how you became a musician. Sophia, that's a great question. Um, and it's also... A question for me to go back when I was four years old in Venezuela. Uh, I have an older brother and he was, uh, he's seven years uh, older than me. And then he was playing the cuatro, which is the national string instrument of Venezuela. And I was just a little girl. And then he started to play and, you know, I just wanted to play that instrument and I say, you know, as a little girl, I want it, I want it, I want it, give it to me, give it to me. And then he did, you know, uh, he, he just gave me the cuatro and then he gently took my fingers and said, okay, little girl, play like this. And then he told me that once and I started going ring, 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 and I didn't stop. And he went and called my mom and said, mom, la niña, la niña está tocando. My little sister is playing. And that's it. From then on, my mom said, we got to talk to your music teacher. And that's it. That the rest is, you know, the story of my life. I, I had the best first music teacher who called me uh, Little Music Box, Cajita de Musica. Because I was little and I was already playing and I don't know where it came from, but I know. I come from a family of musicians, so that's the story. So I thank my brother and my mom and my first teacher and my family for just, you know, believing that I had that talent and immediately I was in in my school in music classes and the first instrument I ever played was the cuatro which is a small four string guitar yeah Jackie for Sophia and all of our listeners out there you happen to have not surprisingly the cuatro right beside you right here <laughs> can you play for us what was that first little tring, 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 tring sound like
course, you expected there to be some cuatro in this episode. So there you go. Hi, I'm Malika. I'm in Arjuna's fourth grade equity and justice class. I'm eight years old. And I was wondering, how old are you and how did your identity change over time? Malika, that's an incredible question. I think we all change as we grow up and we grow older. I think um, two things. I came to this country to continue my musical studies and I went to college here. So right there, my identity changed because I was living in a different country than Venezuela, my homeland. I needed to uh, learn a second language. Uh, I needed to take really um, difficult tests uh, in a different language, in a second language. And right there, your your identity as a student, uh, as a person growing and becoming, um, you know, an adult, is changing. And that was uh, difficult, but that was beautiful because it made me a richer person, having a second language in my life, and also uh, learning, um, you know, how to live in a different country with a different culture, but also sharing my culture here. So that that's been always with me wherever I go. While I was in college, I I started to become a, a performer. So I started to perform with many different people from different cultures that also put my identity in perspective because it was not a comparison of, you know, sharing with other people, but to really um, look at yourself, like what can you bring into these different uh, cultural events and to different musical uh, groups, you bring yourself. Uh, I bring my cuatro, my my drums from Venezuela, my language, my music, and then I learn from other people. And that also was like an injection of you know, um, an injection of of growing up with a perspective that we are all the same, no matter what we come from, because we're able to play music together to even though we come from you know different cultures and yeah that's a really good question and I keep learning and growing and and changing you know perspective but I identify as a Venezuelan person uh, that's major and I will always respect cultures from other places so Mm. this is making me uh, think back to what we were talking about before we pressed record about this diasporic music mm-hmm. that sure you might come from a certain place and you play a certain instrument but if you dig deeper there might be some common ancestry some common roots the instruments may have traveled around the world and have taken root in different places and it definitely emphasizes that interconnection absolutely when i um, learn about an instrument i always have to go back in history i have to look at a map i have to study where the instrument came from and then i may find out that an instrument that i thought it was from venezuela came from another place like the cuatro the cuatro came all the way from the southern part of spain the thing is that it disappeared in spain it disappeared in spain and then it was um established in venezuela it's played all over venezuela and now the cuatro is not playing in spain anymore they play guitar flamenco guitar 
So, but the first cuatro that arrived in Venezuela came in one of those famous Christopher Columbus trips in which they say they discover, but they really encountered, in my opinion. They encounter our native Venezuelan people in the coast of Venezuela. We can just sit right there <laughs> for a few months, right? I know. But the beauty of it is the connection was made in, in a way that Venezuela is a mixed country, uh, culturally and racially. You know, when we play music, we have this European influence that came all the way from Spain mainly. And then we have our native Venezuelan, but we also have the strong West African influence in Venezuela. So we have musical ensembles where the three cultures are playing together still today, nowadays. And if we're missing one of those elements from one of those cultures, then the music is not complete, the ensemble is not complete. So it, for us, it's, it's really important to the integration, the cultural integration. Mm. Yeah. It's reminding me of like, if you're going on a journey and you've got all of your important essential items in your bag and you're headed out to your destination and and maybe you lose some of those important things along the way and you reach your destination and, and you're happy for that but maybe somewhere it feels like you're not fully complete you lost something along the way right so i i like your um your example because for us is is um it's an experience of belonging to something that is new in venezuela like coming all together and 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 you know and bringing all these elements to create one sound or one group of people. And, and I find that as, as social studies, it's a case that is, you know, incredible. And that's what I tell my students. We can all play together no matter where we come from because music is a universal language that is inclusive and brings everybody together. Hi, Jackie. It's Sayera here. And I am... I am nine years old and I am from Arjuna's fourth grade equity and justice. Um, how is it like teaching music class during the pandemic? Wow, Sayuri, that's such a great, all the questions are great. That's such a great question. Um, talking about perspective again and uh, identifying myself as a teacher, I think the saddest part of it is to lose the vibration of the instruments, the vibration of our voices, um, you know, the movement of our bodies and the community work of playing together. Um, that emotional part of music, it is until today impossible to integrate through, you know, a Zoom, for example, a, you know, a Zoom class. Um, but it's, it's something that we don't know how resilient we are until we get into a situation that we don't even know what to do. And then you said, okay, uh, there are other ways that you can do music. So it's been difficult to be honest, uh, because of that, we are, we cannot synchronize our, our, you know, little squares on the zoom. Everybody sounds at, at a different time and that has nothing to do with our musical talents. That has to do because, you know, technically uh, it's, you know, we have different Wi-Fi's and different computers and iPads and stuff. So that's making it difficult. But 
I have learned so much, you know, like platforms and musical platforms and even technical, you know, platforms that I can create lessons and also filming myself. That has been a, a journey, you know, seeing yourself in a class, that's different. But, uh, you know, it's, it's all a process and hopefully, you know, we'll get better and better no matter if it's live or online but yeah it's, it's still in progress say what so as you know every episode we like to spend a little time or in this case a lot more time talking about music and the power of music as a uh, as a tool for social change so jackie you shared some music with us and we're not going to have time to go through all the songs people are going to have to check out the playlist for that but let's give a little attention to a couple of the songs that you chose well, you, you mentioned the power of music, and uh, before we talk about the songs, I've been developing um, the healing power of music sessions with uh, second graders, uh, and it's been fantastic uh, because we are sharing music in, in, in a way that uh, the students can feel that music is healing, music is informative, it is inclusive, it is emotional. It is a way to learn about m many different things, you know, in our in in our historical, you know, life and world. So, I think, yeah, music to me um, comes in so many different directions. As a composer, I share a song that I just uh, recorded last year, and it's called Venezuela, Venezuela, and it's because I come from a beautiful rich country that right now and for two decades is going down into a very unfortunate you know social economical political situation and part of my family is still there so one of the outlets that i have to help you know uh, finding and fighting for the changes that we need to you know happen uh, is writing a song and in the song I, I not only talk about the situation in one verse uh, but I also talk about the beauty of the landscape and and you know the, the beauty of, of you know the ocean and the, my favorite places there and the beauty of the music um, but also kind of making a call like, you know, Venezuela is suffering like many other countries and we need attention and it needs attention. Should we pause for just a minute to listen to Venezuela, Venezuela um, on the Conexión album by the V-Note Ensemble? Yeah, that's my quartet, V-Note Ensemble. It's three North American uh, North American musicians and myself from Venezuela and we combine jazz and North American music with Venezuelan music.
What an amazing tribute to your native country. Thank you for sharing. Can people <laughs> find this? Can yes, people can find uh, V as Victoria and note, the word note in English. So it's a V note ensemble. And you can find it in Spotify. And the name of this uh, latest album where Venezuela, Venezuela was recorded is Conexion or Connection. Yeah. Spotify, iTunes. It's there and in the legendary fantasy studios yeah. as well. <laughs> we, we were one of the last groups recording in uh, fan fantasy studios in Berkeley, one of the most incredible, yeah, le legendary, yeah, studios of the entire country. <laughs> yeah, by the way, I, I, I want to say that question of um, that you ask is like choose seven songs. That was difficult because I listened to all kinds of music and that was difficult just to choose seven. So I'm coming into a difficult moment here. I I am like in between uh, Angeli, uh, could you or Celia Cruz? Mm, <laughs> difficult choice. Difficult choice. But I'm going to go with um, Angelic, could you? Because I've, uh, there is a son, she comes from Benin in, in um, Africa, she's, I'm a big fan of her. I've seen her live. Uh, she is a singer with an amazing voice, energy, presence. Uh, she is, uh, I don't know, a goddess of, you know, her own art. And um, she does Caribbean, Zouk, Congolese, Rumba, Jazz. She sings in different languages, Afro, Beat. Um, and she goes to countries and then she does albums with, you know, backgrounds of the cultures that she visits. She's amazing. So she has this song that is called Black Ivory Soul. And I want to dedicate this song to everybody, regardless of your color, skin, Everybody who is fighting for justice and who is fighting for more equality in this country and around the world and to break, uh, you know, to, to break the color skin because we are all equal. We're human beings. Everybody in this world has something to give regardless where you come from, what your color skin is, but everybody has a space in this world and everybody is, you know, a, a person that needs respect and justice. So the chorus says, wherever you live, you'll find no one can take away wherever you feel inside your black ivory soul. And then there's some other words in her own language and I find the whole song, like it, the first time I listened to it was like, wow. All right, Jackie, thank you for sharing this amazing music, both uh, your own and music that inspires you. Folks, if you want to hear Black Ivory Soul, be sure to check out Jackie's selections on her People Power playlist. Say what? 
Jackie, as we begin to close out today's episode, are there any final thoughts you'd like to share, a call to action, or any words of appreciation? Well, first of all, I appreciate you so much for, you know, taking the action of bringing these programs, these special programs um, uh, that have to do with identity and I have to do with so many different aspects of, you know, people in our community. And I think this is a fantastic way to know more about people that we see every day and we don't even know who they are. So thank you, thank you for this. And I feel honored that I'm part of these, your, your programming. So thank you. Okay, friends, at Park Day and beyond, this is your host, Arjuna Saeed, closing us out for today's episode of FU Numi Mondays. If you haven't already, please help us spread the insightful perspectives and empowering messages of each of our guests by sharing this podcast with your friends, family, and community. And don't forget to subscribe so you'll be sure not to miss a single episode. Say what? For each show, our guests will be sharing a seven-song People Power playlist. Jackie has studied, played, and performed with master musicians and culture keepers around the world. So you're in for a special treat when you check out her selections. And if you enjoy the show, let us know on this episode's Padlet. Leave a comment, share what you've learned, or leave any questions for Jackie. Once again, this has been Me Mondays. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll catch you next time around.